Joining us now in our studios is Rice County Sheriff Jesse Thomas. Uh, good morning, Sheriff. Good morning, Jeff. Thank, thank you so much for coming in today. Uh, boy, it's uh, I think the last time we had you in, it was, I don't know, it was a blizzard or we just had a lot of snow or it was like 90 below zero. <laughs> I think you had a little bit uh, easier of a time coming in today. Yeah, it's still a little chilly, but I'll take 10 degrees in the uh, first week of February any day. Yeah, I'm going to have you move uh, move that microphone a little closer. Right. There we go. Um, let's start off by talking about, um, uh, first of all, just the weather. You know, we're halfway, uh, th- or we're halfway through the 2022 portion of the winter. We have one more month left, hopefully, and then it turns to spring. What about, uh, you know, Ice safety. We, we've talked uh, about uh, that last time that you were in. We've had some cold weather. We've had some warm weather. But uh, out there on the ice, uh, what's it like? Um, I, I always say the ice is never 100%, 100% safe, Jeff. Um, a couple weeks ago, we had the, the snow, and then you had water, and then you had your ice. So um, that snow acts as a blanket, mm-hmm. right? so it keeps ice from forming up as what, how it should be. And then with this cold snap, I haven't been out on the lake since we had the, you know, the 15 below weather there for a while. You haven't um, had any calls, though? or No, we haven't had any calls. And I'd like to remind people if they do go through the ice, they should call us. Um, it puts everybody's life in jeopardy when we have to respond to something that we don't know what's going on. And my staff have to go out on a lake that the ice not, might not be safe in that area because somebody broke through. Because we always react as if somebody's in the water and we want to save that person. Mm-hmm. So if you do go through, please let us know so we can slow down our response and then we'll deal with it properly. What about uh, snowmobiles? Uh, we've had a banner year, best one we've had probably in a few years for snowmobiles. A lot of snow. Uh, have you uh, had much? Uh, have you seen a lot of traffic out in the rural areas? And has uh, has that been uh, as safe as the uh, fishing season? We've had a. Uh, a lot of snowmobile traffic. We've also had a lot of our staff out doing snowmobile patrols. Mm-hmm. Um, we have grant money from the state for the DNR, and uh, so we, on weekends and once in a while on a weekday, we'll put a couple staff out on our snowmobiles. And uh, we have not had a lot of, uh, actually, I don't think we've had any crashes or any injuries related to snowmobile events. So it's been been a good season for us. Knock on the desk, and uh, hopefully we continue that way. You know, one of the things we want to talk about today is uh, is staffing, and not so much with uh, the uh, the sheriff's department, uh, the patrol uh, officers out there, deputies out there, but uh, within the uh, uh, corrections uh, facilities. Uh, well, it, well, let's start off with uh, the, uh, the people who are out on patrol. Are you f- fully staffed uh, for... Uh, yeah, fortunately, we are... Uh, fully staffed on the patrol side of operations. Um, our last uh, hiree just finished uh, his FTO a, couple, a month or two ago. So we're fully staffed on that side of operations. Um, corrections, so jailers, uh, um, we're about five short right now. And I got approval to hire three additional this July 1st. And then hopefully in January I get approval to hire the last two, which... We have to hire a couple extra staff for the new facility, um, which is supposed to open roughly August of 2024. So that puts me at about 10 correctional officers I have to hire in the next uh, roughly 14 months. Wow. All right. And that's uh, that's a decent paying gig. That's a, that's a good job. Talk about that. Uh, it starts at 2611. And then... With that's some an hourly rate? Hourly rate. Mm-hmm. Um, Statistically, most of our staff get between 
40 and 80 hours of overtime. That's and we don't have forced overtime like some places. We we can if we need it, but we haven't had to go that route yet. Um, we also have some union uh, negotiated benefits in that package, that uh, like a sh- uh, uniform maintenance, um, shift pay, holiday check. So that starting package for the minimum qualifications, which are a high school education or a GED, and a valid driver's license. And we like experience, but you don't need it and because uh, we train you. So that starting package is right around that fifty-seven, fifty-eight thousand a year. That's a pretty decent paying job. Yeah, I started in '96 as a, cre- a jailer back then mm-hmm. at eight dollars and something an hour. So um, <laughs> it kind of puts things in perspective. Yeah, yeah hopefully uh, your salary has uh, grown a little bit. It's gone up <laughs> thirty plus years or close to thirty years. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the the job itself. Now we have a new jail. Uh, that's being built, a new correctional facility, a safety center, if you will, whatever you'd like to call that. Not done yet, but uh, it will be soon. In the meantime, you're dealing with uh, um, kind of cramped spaces in, in the old uh, old jail. Um, talk about that, how that affects the uh, prisoners, the inmates there, and uh, the relationship that they have with uh, the jailers, the correction officers. Sure. So... If you look at our current facility, the reason we had to build a new facility is because of our programming space, which is the time that the inmates are out of their cell, whether that's working on their GED or going to um, like a program such as AA or um, Bible study or whatever you want to deem that. We also don't have a lot of space for recreation. So on a new facility, we have a larger area so they can get out and run. Um, maybe play basketball, uh, handball, whatever that might be. We don't have that ability. So now when they get frustrated, their target is our staff, all right? So that's why our staff have to be able to talk and um, de-escalate, which we send them the training for. So what we've seen from other facilities that built new and had more programming is the um, confrontation between the detainee and the staff have gone way down. So that's kind of our hopes with the new facility, and uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a nice thing to have, and hopefully everything works out. All right. How is that coming along? So they started putting up walls here a couple of weeks ago. So Wells Concrete bring the uh, preformed walls in a semi flatbed. They pick them up with a crane, and they put them in place. Each wall is roughly twenty two thousand pounds, so they can only bring like one at a time, and. Uh, it's coming along pretty well. They uh, couldn't work on last Friday because the, with the weather, with the trucks, they in doubt wouldn't let them travel. And then on Monday and Tuesday this week, it was too cold to weld, so they didn't do much. But uh, yesterday they put up a few, so it's coming along. It looks like the uh, weather is going to bounce back. <laughs> yeah, we've we got a nice stretch days. coming up after Friday here. It'll be warm up for next week. Yeah, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to get uh, get a lot done in that time. Uh, in the meantime, I mean, you've got, uh, it was a couple of years ago, actually several years ago, that the uh, state uh, mandated you either build a new jail or we're, we're shutting you down. Um, and it's because of the uh, lack of facilities. It, are things any worse now you've got covid that's thrown in there you've got cramped spaces has there been a you know different atmosphere is it any better or worse than it was let's say in 2019 
Well, our, our average daily population in the jail in 2019 was that, like 47 was our average daily population. Um, I just checked for last, for 2022, that number was 35. And then in 21, it was only like right around 28. So it's starting to trend back up. Um, I think it's going to keep going up. And at some point in time, you know, before we get to our new facility, I still have to talk to the DLC to get an extension because our extension is only good until um, June of this year. For They weren't going to shut us down. They are just going to make us a 90-day facility, which means um, the two homicide suspects that I have in jail wouldn't still be able to be here. They'd have to be at a different facility. And depending on their level of... Um, level of need they sometimes that's sixty dollars a day sometimes it's a hundred and twenty seven dollars a day depending on where they have to go so that adds up as well and that all comes out of your budget uh yes oh boy yeah i can see where that uh you know, hopefully when things uh the uh, new jail comes uh you'll have uh, uh won't have that type of problem is there going to be like a detox center or any mental health facilities or anything in this so there won't be a detox center um there we will not have a, a true mental health facility. Mm-hmm. We will have uh, four cells off of our intake that are softer, so the colors are different, the, uh, the flooring's different, it's natural light, um, so that way it addresses some mental health needs, but it's, a, it's not a full-time fix. Mm-hmm. Um, there is talk of a um, company coming into the city of Faribault, that are going to have a detox facility hopefully in about three years from now, two or three years. And that's a private company? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Is that, uh, would they work, uh, would they like partner up with law enforcement or work in uh, some type of collaboration with law enforcement officials or? I think for the most part, everybody does work with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're starting to understand that over the years, everything's kind of got pushed on law enforcement, right? So when the state shut down their facilities, where, did, where does everybody go? They put them in jail. So then we take them up to the hospital. Hospital says, well, they shouldn't be here. The best place for them is in jail, which that's your opinion, not mine, because they shouldn't be in a jail if they have a lot of mental health issues. Have you heard uh, presentations or anything from this uh, company? Have you had conversations with them? Do you have a good idea of what they yeah, uh, plan to, on doing? Yeah, I do. I just can't remember the name of the company um, off the top of my head. So, but uh, so on a private, uh, w- where would they get funded? I mean, where, where would the revenue sources come from? Would it come from government entities? I believe. Uh, you I'm know, sure from... some some will come from the state, some mm-hmm. from local, um, and then sometimes the people that go to the, or visit these uh, facilities also have medical insurance, mm-hmm. medical assistance. Um, so, I don't see a lot of our people we deal with have uh, private insurance. But they most of them are qualified for medical assistance. Their business model. <clears throat> I'm presuming this is, this is not a startup company. Do they have some other facilities that yeah. they already have in place? Yep. Have those? Where are those at? Have they been, I guess, successful? I presume they um, would be. I'm trying to think of where it's at, Jeff. You got me on. The, is it here in Minnesota or yes, our Midwest? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's here. Hmm. All right. Uh, once again, Rice County Sheriff Jesse Thomas is with us. Uh, Sheriff, is there anything else you'd like to bring up while we have you here? Um, no, just make sure you guys are out driving around paying attention to what's going on. If you see something, um, make sure you call us. It might not appear that suspicious, but uh, some little things do add up. Um, and uh, since it's been cold out, uh, make sure you take care of your pets.
All right. Thank you so much for coming in. Much appreciated. And we'll talk to you again uh, next month. Sounds good, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Rice County Sheriff Jesse Thomas. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield.